I just called to say I love you. I just called to say how much I care. Hello? Hey, hey. Hello, mate. Hey. Uh, I didn't think you were going to pick up. I was just leaving you a voicemail. What's up? <laughs> no, just ringing you, actually. Just let you know we're out of milk. Uh, we need some milk picking up. What? I don't live with you. No, I, I know you don't live with us, but I thought that I've had that disappointment and I thought yeah, you know I wanted you to avoid the disappointment so I was just reminding you right. if you needed any milk then uh, then you should get some right. cheers um, anyway I'll speak to you soon um, yeah. cheers Ryan bye bye now bye 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 I'm talking on air and I'm probably drinking tea shooting the breeze in the hope that you care who could it be Hello Skalivers, non-Skalivers, and I really do truly hope, soon to be Skalivers, I am Matt Skillington, so this must mean that you're listening to Matt Skillington's Skalivers or Not. Um, Not just a show now, it's pretty much a game show as well. You know, last episode I introduced the Matt Skillington's Skalivers or Not, the game. Um, I've had absolutely no responses to that, obviously, so I thought, well, I'll keep it going. So I, I bring back the game with my guest this week, who is the wonderful Ryan Sampson. Actor, writer, extraordinaire. Ryan is probably best known for his performance as Grumio in the hit award-winning show Plebs, but he's also done other television work, including Wire in the Blood, After You've Gone with Nicholas Linderhurst, Doctor Who, Fresh Meat. He was also in a show called The Work Experience, which was a great improv-based show, um, which we do talk about. And I'll probably give a context klaxon when that comes up, because I'm not sure you know that that's what we're talking about. But um, I'll remind you of that later on in the show. He also starred in Jessica Hines's Up the Women. And he's had his own sketch show on ITV2 called Glitchy. He's also been in The Frankenstein Chronicles with Sean Bean. He's been in Horrible Histories. And most recently, you may have even seen him appear in The Crown. Uh, and we do talk about a lot of the things that he's been in. So he's done a lot. I've been trying to interview Ryan for a long time now, but it's been quite difficult because he's been out of the country filming plebs. They've just finished the fourth series of that. Uh, and then the last time, he, w- he was not very well. He's been quite ill, but he's all good now. And I managed to catch up with him, and he gave me an hour of his time, which is very nice of him. So, yeah, big fan of Ryan. And, well, hey, I'll tell you what. Why don't you just listen to the darn podcast? Ladies and gentlemen, this is me talking to Ryan Sampson. Ryan Sampson. Hello. Thanks for having me around your house. It's all right. Uh, just, um, you know, take your shoes off. and. Uh... Yeah, no, I took them off straight away. To break the ice... Yeah, I've incorporated a very fun game um, oh, to this podcast. Thanks. Maybe to give it more reason to be called masculine and sleeve it or not. I'm still doubling down. Hey, hey, hey don't do yourself down that. Well, I don't do gimmicks. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I've always said that about you. That's the one thing you know about me, Ryan. I don't do gimmicks, and uh, but I thought, apart from your big squeaky rubber hammer that you've got, hmm. that and my clown shoes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But we won't talk about that. I'm, gonna, I'm trying not to touch the hammer because it ruins the whole podcast. Um, last in my last podcast, I interviewed Ellie White. Oh, a friend of mine. You know Ellie White yeah, from yeah. Um, she did. Uh, she did, she was in Glitchy, 
that Literally, that's um, I made, and she was in uh, what else? Horrible Histories. We did a series of that together, and while we're on the subject of horrible histories, yeah. So you did horrible histories. Yeah. What was your um, subject? What was your well? The subject was history, but what was your? Story? Oh, you do all different things. Oh, do you do a mixture? You do all, yeah, you do a real mixture. So it's just like beards are us, like. Every, every different beard things being glued to your face left right and centre that is a gruelling job like it's fun but it's also it's so intense because you film the amount that you're filming it's normal say for a drama series you might be filming a TV drama you might be filming like six seven pages a day no less than that five, five six pages a day on a comedy series you like us doing ten um, on that because it's a sketch show and it's a very particular sort of sketch show you're doing like 15 to 17 I suppose I think it was something around that I can't remember what pages a day pages a day so it just means like the shit so you're doing like you get up at half past four and then you do you get there you do 12 hours you get home and then you've got to learn 13 pages for the next day and by the end of it you're just going absolutely just climbing the walls Um, but that being said it's uh, very so did you do drunk histories as well? Mm. Is that what you were just talking about? You were talking about... Um, no, that, was, that was horrible histories. Horrible histories. Drunk histories. Uh, I think it's also got a similar vibe, but I only did a little bit on that. I was Charles the first or second. So remember. you were performing... Yeah. Yeah, but I'd quite, I think I might ask if we can do it drunk. We talked about it at one point. Did, they, actually, pro- did they properly get drunk? Is the question that I want. Absolutely. Leather. Really? That yeah, be... so I, I nearly did it one year, and then I had to... Quite because I had um, a theatre thing... And they, you have to sign a, a really specific medical. You have to do. You have to go for a medical that's really thorough oh, okay. to make yeah. sure that you're going to be all right with yeah, going you, through that. Because it's, you know, for a TV production company, that's, that's a that's a lot of insurance stuff. Like if you if you're going to get absolutely leathered, yeah. Yeah, because what if you maybe then you try cycling home or you try and get home and you can't. Uh, well, they get driven back home. Well, they probably give yeah. The course they give you a. Cab but some people have to stay over for a night so they have to stay over like book them a hotel nearby it's that bad like um, who was it I know did it and they just couldn't finish it Tom Rosenthal did it and he was I mean he looked absolutely shit faced but yeah people did it it's, it's do you know what, what kind of environment do they start getting pissed in I find it really weird, weird if it? it's like a green yeah. like, right drink drink now um, they take you to a pub and then there's you and like three researchers and it's just you getting drinks which is weird but obviously kind of amusing I suppose <laughs> Yeah. So everyone around you just like drink that. Yeah, yeah. Oh Christ! Mm. And sometimes it doesn't. It, what doesn't work is if the person's hamming up how drunk they are. Like you can see it. Yeah. Um, I think I, I noticed one person doing that. I'm not going to say who it is. Okay. Just, okay. just be professional. Yeah. Well, it's the first time in my life. I think I'm going to decide to be professional. I'm not going <laughs> to say. For for me, it's just good to know that they're actually getting proper pissed. Yeah. Because I always really thought, do they? But they do. Mm. Well, that's good. It's really drunk. Mm. Um. So as an icebreaker, mm. not that we need to break the ice, mm. we already have now with that chat. So on my last podcast, <coughs> I interviewed Ellie White, and it was the first time I introduced this game, the um, masculine and sleeve it or not, the yes. game. Yes. I've had no response on it. Okay. So from the, the wider public. From the wider public, no, yeah. No one can no, out of the way. I don't know if it's working or not, but if you don't mind, we I could don't have mind. A, a quick game. Cool. Would you? The game. Would you it So I'm going to ask you six questions yeah. about 
myself, and you gotta you gotta either say Skleeve. Skleeve. Or you say or not. Or not. Okay. So Ellie got five out of six. Ooh. And she's the first person to play, so you need to beat five. Mm, okay. Here we go. Question number one. Mm. I was once excluded from school for making a beaker into a bong in science. Is it scalivable or is it or not? Okay, even though it's obscured right now, I have spied the uh, other side of your phone case with its little ah. Rastafari emblem. And so I'm going to say, Skleev. Uh It's true, true that I do have a oh, uh, marijuana-themed leaf on the back of my phone case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, this is an or not. Oh, fuck. It's not true, I'm afraid. Um, I once met Roy Walker... And when I asked him for advice on becoming a comedian, he said, Become a doctor. Why did he turn into Quincy Emmy at that moment? <laughs> Emmy? That can't be his initial. He was getting on at the time. Yeah. He could have had some kind of um, medical problem. But that, yeah. that's exactly how he sounded. Become a doctor. Become a doctor. Yeah. I think that sounds very plausible. Because mm-hmm. if I know Roy, and I don't, yeah. then I would say that is something that he would say. Uh, so, so you, what are you saying? Um, or not? No. What? Skleeve or not? Do you oh, believe? Not. Do you believe it or not? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Skleeve. <laughs> Skleeve is the right answer. Yeah, of course it is. Ryan, question three. Mm-hmm. Now you need to get the rest of these right to be on par with anyone. On par. Okay. Yeah. I was sent out of class for suggesting dipping your penis in hot wax and letting it cool as a form of Catholic contraception. Do you skleeve it? It's or do you or not? It's just strange to be to be made up. Like, mm. if you've made that up, I'm really going to think ill of you. I'm going to think, why couldn't you come up with some more linear... Very specific, isn't it? But yeah, that's very specific. Could be a trap. Uh, so I'm going to say, I skaleeve this. Absolutely correct, yeah. Do you skaleeve? I do. And yeah. to be fair, I was quite... I, I was annoyed because, you know... If you're a teacher asking pupils to kind of give up, give suggestions, so the whole thing was about like what you would suggest as contraception. So you know the pull out technique. Or my first actual answer was say just say no. Good. And she said, well, you know that's an drugs. option. Yeah. But if you want if you want to do it, so I suggested this, and it was an instant get out of the class. And I thought, what is that saying to kids? Yeah, like there's a very narrow window of answers you can give here. So my yeah. my teacher at the school did this thing where uh, Mr. Lee, bless him. Um, quite an unusual man, you know. If, if you're listening, I hope you get that on board with the, with the good humour that it's meant, Mr. Lee. Mm. Um, an unusual man, and he decided, in his infinite wisdom, that he was going to. He said to the class, "Right, what we do is you all write down your your deepest, most secretive, um, sexual question, and then put them in a hat, and I'll be the oh man in front of the class." So what you've got there is a free pass. It's what like, was he thinking? That's him punch me. So he's there going, um, how many? Uh, I'm going to change that to penises. How many penises can you inside um, <laughs> the anal tract? Oh, well, that's an interesting question because uh, I mean, this little shy dweeb of a man talking about just the most filthy, just smutty. I mean, it was incredible. Can like, you remember what your question was? I call, it's just completely obscured by the horror of watching this yeah. this man swept his way through just the most pornographic. He, he was way over his head. Well, I mean, he's just made, I mean, he's made, making problems for himself, though, isn't he? Yeah, he did. Oh dear. 
Yeah. That must have been hilarious, though. Um, I do remember one was, um, could, is it possible to fill up a, a milk bottle with jizz over the course of one day? That was with semen. With what, a pint, a pint, a pint yeah, bottle? a pint milk bottle. Um, yeah, this is back in the 90s when people had glass milk bottles and yeah. milkmen came to your door and everyone was friendly. A better time. A better time. Nothing was bad then. When you'd fight over the cream at the top of the bottle <laughs> to put on your Frosties. <laughs> of course, they had stopped giving away toys, didn't they, in Frosties, because they were a massive choking hazard. Must have killed quite a few kids. Mm. You don't yeah. see that anymore. We made it through. It's very much survival of the fittest kind of scenario, that. two brothers, so it was... Um, yeah. Did you and your, you've got a sister, right? Yeah, there were four of us originally, obviously, and they <laughs> one went on a cup, one went on a pog, <laughs> oh, a spiky pog, and one went on a micro machine. <laughs> um, okay, question four, far, mm. question four. The name Skillington originates from a town back in the day that if you couldn't prove you were, I'm turning the page, mm. skilled in a trade, then you were either evacuated or executed. Absolutely or not. It's <laughs> absolute rubbish. Really? Rubbish. Is it not believable in the slightest? Rubbish. And if you not tell believable. me it's true, I don't care for it. You're absolutely right. It's it's definitely it's an or not. Rubbish. I did think that's that, that's that mental in really. it. Moving swiftly on, I once had tea with the PG tips chimpanzees as a prize for winning the school talent show. Ah. Now do you remember these adverts? Hang on. Yes I do. You mean the real life chimpanzees? Real not the, legit. Not as voiced by um, Johnny... Vegas. Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas. Um, no, the ones that they dressed up and put makeup on and, and would probably be highly inappropriate nowadays to put yeah. an animal through that kind of torment. Out of all shows, not, not voiced by Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas is very much present in the thing. Voiced by... Mil- Miller. Miller. Yes. No one knows his first name. Don't, don't From, speak it. Don't dare speak yeah, his first don't name. dare speak his first name. Yeah, you're right, Johnny Vegas is <laughs> in the... Good adverts. Good adverts. PG tips have always, always yeah. done good adverts. Always adverts. Um, but, you so, know... Yes, okay. So I think that's quite an elaborate, eccentric um, prize to be given. Although, are they just... They're not celebrity monkeys. They're just monkeys. Like, you, what, what you did is you went to see some monkeys that had been ab- slightly abused, if we're honest. <laughs> you went to see some slightly ropey old monkeys for, as a prize. But how would your school get in contact with... But then what PPG tips have done is they've launched someone in the boardroom someone went okay what we're, we're going to get kids into tea how are we going to do this we're going to offer it as a prize to see the monkey mm-hmm. and somehow that will translate as sales into sales so I'm going to go with Skaleev <laughs> Skaleev it's it's completely false actually oh, I just thought what a prize right. it would have been and how awkward would it have been to be put in a room and go have tea with a chimpanzee and I talk myself into that one it'd be I'm quite sad well but that's the thing you know it's, you never know it's and just, I've lost out to white it's the um, it's the nature of the beast I suppose yeah. would you scaleve and map the game would you scaleve and map um, Ryan Sampson Thank you for talking to me today. Really sorry to put you through that game. Uh, we'll see its longevity. Yeah. Um, now, you're from Rotherham, aren't you? Mm. Hang on, hang on. I am from... On a, on a posh day, I'm from Sheffield. On right. a not posh day, I'm from Rotherham. I'm from a little village halfway betwixt, and it's neither nor. So I won't have myself lumped into that. You're definitely from Rotherham category. See you look. I mean, over in Sheffield, you've got... You've got Pulp. You've mm. got, you know, you've got Prince Nazim Hamid. Yep. You've got... Shambin. 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 Sean Bean. Yeah, friend of mine. From Hansworth. 
um, yeah, I, I've I've done a few series of this um, this period drama with Sean, and I got the job right. And and I told my godparents who've done the road for us, I was like, um, oh, so I'm doing this job with Sean Bean. They went, Sean Bean. Um, hey, Elaine, didn't Sean uh, his his parents used to live around corner, didn't they? And they bought my mum's old Corsa off a N- uh, registration plate ended in BZQ. I was like, as if I'm going to tell Sean Bean. Like, he was telling me to tell Sean Bean this. I'm like, as if I'm going to tell Sean Bean do, do you remember? about this old Corsa. Do you remember this? Mm. Anyway, cut to a few months later. I'm standing, we're doing like a jewellery scene in the middle of Belfast. Sean Bean's a very quiet man. Is it? He's like stony silence. Yeah, he's very funny, but for the most part, he's silent. Um, and so I'm like racking my brains, but and I just go, so Sean, um, I don't know if you know this, but my godparents, well, your mum and dad, bought a courser off them. They used to around the corner from them, and he went, hang on, ends in BZQ. No. I was like, <laughs> I remember that course. And I'm like, oh my God, we're connecting. Like, we through used cars. Yeah. That's how, and... Uh, did you tell your godparents that you... I did, yeah, yeah, and, um, and me and Sean got a thriving relationship he's in the next room actually is he? he's having a kid so, <laughs> yeah. so you um, well do you live at Halfway? Where, where are you from Halfway? no that's that's where he's from um, no I'm from um, Anston a little village called Anston ah of course yes and you went to just a regular school for regular guys and dolls you know I didn't go to one of these like you know fancy kind of stage kid schools where they're just churning them out Oh, which reminds me, actually, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um, which is good, because I'm interviewing you. Yeah. Technically. Um, Rebecca Lucy Taylor was on this podcast. From the band Slow Club, who's now gone solo with mm. Self Esteem. Uh, and she was telling me about... She was in um, Oliver. Absolutely the, was. But, and I believe you. she mentioned that you were in that as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, were you in the fun side of this group because she said she was lumbered with all the older guys I was in no side of it because I was drumroll Oliver whoa drop that one on ya boom wow, you're gonna wow, look at me wow, differently wow, now aren't you wow. well, I mean, yourself pretty shocked uh, <laughs> <laughs> well now this is a very different regaling of a tale from the one that Rebecca told me because mm. she had a bit of a it felt like she was separated from the from the youth yeah um, but you were Oliver However, oh, oh, in very much my ivory tower, so I did not heed the these um, comings and goings. Mia, Mia, um, you know, ensemble. Yeah, ensemble. <laughs> Were you in the the same drama group as Rebecca? Is that how yeah. you got into? Yeah, we went to the same um, same um, Crucible Youth Theatre. It was really good. Yeah, great memories, good times. Were you doing stuff at school, as in plays? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And were you recommended by your drama teacher? No, my mum just went, this guy, I'm going to take him, this is, he's got a festive vibe about him. Mm. So I was a very big, um, fancy cuffs that I was wearing at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florid language. Um, she just said, I'm going to take you to to, to youth theatre. And um, yeah, and we both went, oh, brilliant times. Just yeah. excellent times. Yeah. How did you progress from the youth theatre did you get picked up by someone I got uh, well so I did some like um, 
so a, quite a big director moved to become the artistic director of the of the Crucible um, at that time. I did a couple of plays with him, and then I got an agent from that. They saw me when I was like about sixteen, and um, so that was my first agent. And then yeah, kind of went that way. So I, did, I missed out on going to drama school, that sort of thing. Autodidact, and to just make it up as I go along. But, I, but it, I think that served me quite well because if you, you if you don't know necessarily what you're meant to be doing, you you don't sort of you feel like you're on the back foot and you have to keep like learning what you're what you're doing. You know, um, so I think that gave me more of a motive to kind of try and get halfway decent. And, I and it served you well. That point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I disagree. Uh, your first, I would you say that you kind of. The first big TV experience you had was with uh, after you've gone with <laughs> Nicholas Lindhurst. I want to bring it right back was to the, the roots. Was that the first series I done? Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. Was it the first? Oh, that was intense. Yeah, what was that? Because it, oh, it was a TV. Oh, that was intense. Yeah. <laughs> it was a TV uh, for the listeners who who may have not seen the show. I mean, I don't know how. <laughs> how they um, have missed that? It maybe. was a show about Nicholas Lindhurst played a divorced dad, and you played his son. Very confused setup there. Not mm. confused. Very complicated setup because I think what happened is the writers had originally gone right. Okay, what if it's about family? The mum's died, right? And I, I this is what I think had happened. And the BBC were like, yes, great, 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 you're making it, brilliant, you're filming it. Hang on, what if she's not dead, she's just gone to Africa? No one dies on a, on primetime BBC. I think that, that's back then, anyway. Oh, um, right. I think that's what happened. So it had this strange thing where you were like, why is your mum in Africa? Why won't she come back? She's your mother. But like, were, were, were they not divorced? Yeah, they were divorced and she'd gone to Africa. I mean, it was so was... strange. Because I suppose what you do is you go, okay, they're divorced, well then... She, Watch this around the corner, so they're going to see Pop her around again. Yeah. yeah. No, you can't because she's gone to Africa and she doesn't want to see her kids. Yeah. It's kind of almost worse than her just being dead, isn't it? In a way. In a way. Because she's got the option. She could have seen us, and and it yeah. But yeah. also, your sister was played by old. Um, what's the series of Danny books? Harmer, Tracy Beaker. Tracy Beaker, Tracy Beaker but yeah, that's not yeah. a real name, of Danny course. Harmer. Danny Harmer. Yeah, yeah. Um, she she seems excellent. At, her job. She's just like one of those people. <laughs> what was it like? like? She she was she's been doing it from when she was about six months old. Mm. So it was just like she's an absolute professional, even though she's about thirteen at the time. So I can't remember how, she, how old her was. No, she must be about sixteen. Sixteen, but just like you know, like in her breaks, just do, reeling off the fan mail, that sort of thing. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Was was it spooky for you? I mean, obviously you've always been a professional, um, been professional while acting. But was that kind of? <laughs> Going on a, a live TV audience, Nicholas in the hearse is a yeah, bit of a, bit of a legend in that, uh, and just that kind Cindy of. Cindy was the and I, and I was like in awe of her from Acorn Antiques, and and she's a wonderful person. She once said to me this brilliant bit of advice, and she was like, "Now, darling, you must remember when you're your age, starting out in in television, don't be afraid to make a nuisance of yourself." And she told me this story about when she was younger, and she's just an absolutely magical person, like. The kind of sum of all these brilliant characters you've seen her playing from like she's in like um, Bridget Jones and all of those like mm. um, Victoria Wood sketches and things like that. Um, and um, I thought it was a really good bit of advice. Like, just make make a nuisance of yourself. It's all right. It's okay. Oh, she played your grandma. She was the grandma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a bit scary. However, when you get the knack of doing live records, I think it's a real skill because it's something that's occasionally called upon, not that often, mm. but. 
yeah, it was a, it was a big sort of learning curve. Yeah. Do, would you prefer to be doing live? Oh God, no. Or- Absolutely. Are, much you, rather be are you insane? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. Just the amount of adrenaline. And then I did it again with um, Jessica Hines wrote um, this series Up the Women mm-hmm. with like Rebecca Front, amazing Rebecca Front. And um, I went to see, I went to record of that actually. Oh yeah, stalking yeah, yeah. her, stalking her. Yeah, but that that um, cast there was just, uh, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Jessica Hines, Judy Parf- uh, Parfit, Rebecca Front, Adrian Scarborough, yeah. Emma Pearson, Vicky Pepper. I mean, Vicky Pepper. I mean. She's, yeah, she's absolutely incredible. Um, have you seen Camping, the Julia Davis? I've not seen it yet. So I know. Apparently Mary, America are picking it up. They are. I think Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham is doing... Um, Lena Dunham. Dunham. Durham. Lena Dunham. It is Durham, I was right. Yeah. It's <laughs> doing a like? version of it. Yeah, very strange. There you go. So that, you did, a, I mean, yeah, like you said, so that was quite stressful doing live big shows like that yeah the amount of adrenaline I mean it's absolutely unreal mm-hmm. do you just come on and go come off the stage and just be like Ugh. yeah I think yeah. I may have I'm not sure if I saw you after that recording I feel like I did and you were kind of just slightly vacant looked like you wanted yeah. to just go for a nap yeah and I was doing at that time I was doing a musical at the same time oh god that was so I was doing throughout the week rehearsing that because you rehearse every weekday and then you do it a live record of the TV show on a Saturday, whatever it is. And so I know it was on the Sunday. So I was doing all together, it was like 85 hours a week, and I was just like shaking constantly. Like rehearsing that in the daytime, going to the theatre in the evening, and then doing a doing a live record on the Sunday. It was just insane. Absolutely mental. I don't know why I thought that was. It took years off me, that did. Yeah. Is, that, is that your agent just kind of going, eh, he's alright? Oh, mate, he's got a strong guy. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> That's how my agent speaks. When you do, when you do that impression there, you look the spitting image of, um, of uh, you know, Iron Man. Iron Man? Yeah. Do you know what? I get this quite regular. Really? When, I mean, I'm looking a bit rough right now, but like... <laughs> it's not scrub, true, listeners. It's scrub, not true. When I scrub a bit, people go, oh, don't you look like Robert Downey Jr.? But then... The fact that when I scrub up, I look like a man who's done a lot of cracking is like, it's not, <laughs> it's not like, it's not like, it's not bigging myself up, is it really? <sighs> He's still a handsome fella. He is a You look like a young um, Robert Downey Jr. Mm. In his prime. Yeah. Ryan Sampson, you are very well known for playing a character in the hit series, Plebs. Um, and the reason why I call it a hit series is because it's, it's won a couple of awards. Um, mm. To name a couple, the, <coughs> in 2013 it won uh, Best New Comedy Show at the British Comedy Awards. And it's also got an RTS award for uh, Best Scripted Comedy. And a TV Choice Award in 2016. Now, Grumio, he has an accent which is quite... Would you, is it? It's very strong northern, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was that a pleasure to go, oh, nice one, I can just play an yeah. idiot version of myself almost? Yeah, but what I found quite interesting is people, about that, they've gone, oh, it's it's quite a speci- it's a really interesting accent that you're doing. Because I, I realise it's like, specifically like a Rotherham accent, which is like quite, um, I realise that these little areas up north, even in even within a specific bit of South Yorkshire, we've all got like really specific mm-hmm. dialect sort of thing. Like my family from Barnsley, and she's like, like Barnsley, sort of thing, you know, like that. And then um, it's like they call they call Sheffield people Dedars, or they used to anyway, because they go, "Hey, how's how's D doing?" Mm. <laughs> I found that really funny. Like, 
within the within just a few miles that you get those sort of differences. I really like that. So anyway, so grooming is a quite specific it's quite a specific accent. Um which is I'm I'm really happy about because it's interesting when you go it's that thing of when you go do something that's true to you that reminds me of like home sort of thing that other people kind of enjoy that even though it feels really oddly niche you know so so did you get the were you given leeway then there to did they did they know what he wanted to sound like or did you no, go in they are so i they wanted a completely different character originally and then i did the audition and it was a different thing to what they had in mind but it, it kind of worked um and i did the audition with you know you chat to them before and after they actually do the reading and i did that sort of half like 50% groomer so that because I thought if I do it completely vague if I if I do it like me and then I go into this very vague character it might be like they are that's quite a big gap they might be like oh I don't know if we can get away with that um, yeah. so I kind of like softened the blow of that one a little bit and also it's a character which has changed quite a lot so we just filmed series 4 when we were talking about how series 1 I was like a block of a, it was like I was playing him like he's just sort of quite vacant the point of almost like a man sort of like a bit stoned like just completely um feckless sort of thing but then what we found is that that made him it made it difficult for to have an active storyline where where you're not just the passenger within it but that you're you know creating mm-hmm. some sort of conflict or change sort of thing so it became like a bit more i think a bit odd, more odd in a way it's involved with this quite a strange character but it's quite fun to do yeah and you worked like there's the cast of that as well is it's got a great cast are you I know it sounds like such a obvious type thing but because you're in it's filmed in Bulgaria right mm-hmm. um, lovely part of the world do you all have lots and lots of bands or is it a case of you all hate each other oh hella bands and you can't well <laughs> it is a lot of bands hella bands because it, 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 yeah, it comes across like you guys genuinely have fun yeah. together and you're genuinely mates in real yeah. life. This, this, yeah, I, I mean, I, I see Tom fairly regularly. This year, this past series was like, it was just an absolute dream. Like, I had such a good time, an absolute ball. Like, on the weekends we'd go, it, it's always been like, we'd go out there and film it and it's like minus five the whole time. And then you're in your togas when you're filming it and so the, can't be warm in like a little tea dress um, on the side of a mountain in Eastern Europe but this year just fluke some say fluke some say global warming it was very warm it was very warm indeed and so we were like going to the seaside every weekend it's just absolutely so who who owns the land then is it a is, is it specifically for film sets and Shimon Lennon so they're yeah they're these um, these guys who own a big it's a massive um, film and TV studios so Sometimes, so they just rent out the lots. So we've got, I mean, it's huge. It's like probably the size of Soho. It's ridiculously. Oh, what a ridiculous reference. Absolutely. The size of Soho. No, but that's the good. The size of Soho. Or, for example, of Green Park. You know. <laughs> no, Soho's a good reference. No, yeah, for, well, for me, at least, anyway. Change, you know? um, so that's a side there that, that is, say, it's the size of Soho and it's non, no public are allowed in there. It's purely for cast and crew. Yeah, it's not uh, just a free for all, you know. It just sounds it, It's all crazy. made of polystyrene as well. So even though it looks great, if you press on it, it will your hand <laughs> will sink into it. It's, so it's really strange. Like it looks Im- even standing there, you're like everything is completely real, and then you just sort of tap on stuff, and it's 
It's all echoes. So do the, do the buildings have roofs? Some of them do. Yeah, some of them are full-on buildings inside. And some of them are incredible. Like, you've got the these um, amphitheatres and you've got... Um, there's an amazing sort of... A bit that's like a sort of temple kind of bit with these big columns that kind of through which there's like a fountain that goes down to a big pond there's a there's a few bits where we've used that um that big pond so it's it's in there but yeah it looks absolutely amazing and then sometimes we'll, we'll turn up and some huge chinese production's been there and happens to have built a whole new avenue or whatever or or last year when and the place where we lived had burnt down so it actually caught fire and burnt down so it's it's always a bit of a what the where you lived in the show or in yeah not we don't live <laughs> we live there no yeah so they get the late you keep the sets up um, in the areas yeah it's standing set it's there all year round yeah yeah but that's mad yeah, it is weird isn't it mm. so I want to ask you on a regular day when you so you've just been shooting the fourth series of plebs what is a normal day for you yeah. dur- during the the, the the heat of nothing of it yeah a day in the life of Grumio so you, you it's fairly early starts but not that early so it's probably like you get picked up at like 6 o'clock uh, and then you um, if you're lucky you'll have a hotel breakfast mm-hmm. but mostly not because the hotel get pretty pissed off with putting that on of a morning um, then you you go to the set um, and for me, then it's changed quite a bit because of the first series, it was my own hair, and then subsequent series, it's been a wig. So, that has, having a wig that has been made to my own hair is a, a pretty cool. Like, having someone out there has made a wig of my hair, it's quite fun. And then, but also, um, it's taken quite a lot of time for the day, so that used to take an extra like 40 minutes every morning of like back home and all that sort of thing. And eventually, it got to the point where my hair was just like snapping off, like, I'd run my hand through my hair, and just like coming off. So then we do all that sort of thing, um, and then you go out, and it's pretty quick, like, it's pretty intense throughout the day. There's not much time for, like, there's not much downtime, I should say. So when you're on, so it's like, for example, it'll be like eight till eight sort of thing, um, and you're pretty much straight through sort of thing. So it's quite important that you all keep each other, like, upbeat in that time, mm. because if one of you goes down, you're all going to go down sort of thing. You've got, it, it can just be quite... Like, say, say if you're doing scenes all day where you just sort of stood up and it's freezing cold, that's like you've got... A, or, or even there's somewhere, for example, where I, I was, like, crawling through a poo pipe on episode. Or, yes. Or if, or if you're, like... What was that poo made of, by the way? It was made of... Oh, almost... I would have almost preferred actual poo. It was just made of the stinkiest stuff they got. So it was, like, biscuits and <laughs> clay and, like, coffee stuff. But when... You know, like, instant coffee. But the smell of instant coffee I mean I, now I say it I think poo would have been significantly worse yeah. but, but coffee that, that smell just up your nose all day it really made me feel sick mm. um, and um, it dries on you in a way that it's like sucks the moisture it's like burns your skin I don't know mm. how um, that sort of clay they'd used um, so so sometimes it's a little bit intense mm. and you have to sort of keep each other going a little bit um, but it's very fun and the the great thing about the outdoor bits is you're all like dicking about. Um, Tom Rosenthal is a big fan of playing. Can you throw the rock into 
the basket. There are a lot of baskets knocking about. Baskets with just like a marrow in them. <laughs> yeah. Deep background set dressing, it gets funnier and funnier the further, further you're away until it's just like, you know, often there'll be like a man walking backwards and forwards with, in the back of shot with just like a pumpkin. Just like backwards and forwards. Because it's so far away, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. Um, so that, and then... You go, and then you finish at eight, go back, and then this year we got to do quite a lot of just like hanging out, like going to going for dinner together, and we had like some great guests. So we just spent time with people who were just so much fun to be around. It was really nice. Um, do you get days? Is it like three on, one off, or is there a? It, it's always been um, eleven day fortnights, which is basically six days a week. Um, however, this year we were like it was very intense last year, so. Um, be, just because of the the sheer amount that that they wanted to achieve with the schedule, so there were some really ambitious like stunts and things like that, which just ate up our schedule. So it meant that it was it was pretty hardcore. And we said like, please, can we just do five day weeks every week? Um, and incredibly, they they kind of let us. And so um, yeah, that was just brilliant. Like getting two days off a week, it's not really a thing that happens in TV very often. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, absolutely not complaining because it's 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 so much fun to do. In terms of receiving scripts, do you get them quite way, way before? Yeah, yeah. quite fine ones. But the thing is, obviously, you can't learn two months worth of scripts. Mm. So you only get you only know when you get the shooting schedule, and the shooting schedule is so much subject to change because of weather, mostly weather, and um, all kinds of things like availability of different guests and stuff like that. Yeah, and we've had some absolutely brilliant guests, so it's really worth like we're making that work now Ryan now there's a certain show on Netflix oh by the way Plebs is on Netflix as well now yeah it is so yeah, yeah. people urge people to go and I think it's the first three series is it yeah yeah we've just done four so that's just like us on it soon yeah yeah that's, that's great though another show on Netflix which is incredibly popular which is a show that I've seen um, I'd say half an episode of, mm. just because I've not been watching it. But people love it, and I was so pleased to discover that you appeared oh. in the episode called Mystery Man, and I'm talking about the Crown. Oh, the Crown! I've only and got you, a very small part. Yeah, in but that. that's amazing. It's just fun to kind of go. And, and you're playing do it. Dudley Moore. Yeah, Dudley Moore. Yeah, and I. So it just so happens that I really like Dudley Moore, and I'm sort of a bit of a fan of his because he's quite a particular gent like myself like he's about he's actually a little bit well he was a little bit shorter than me um, and he's he's got strange things about him so for example he had a club foot um, mm. and very short um, not super attractive but just like dated a string of incredibly attractive people so you sort of think he had this sort of like charm about him that's yeah. like really fascinating to think of think that he and apparently was just like an absolute dream to be around you know just like so like um, happy to be doing what he was doing and I happened to know this song that what's it called now this song that he does I was walking down the street one day when I saw a house on fire. fire yeah and so, jump you fucker jump yeah exactly yeah, that I love that yeah, love yeah. That. yeah. So um, they were like, "Do you want to go in for this?" I was like, "Oh, well, I literally already know it." So, oh, brilliant! Was, yeah. I did. Did, did did you audition? Um, yeah. Mm. And did they? Did you play it in the audition? No, I can't. I can't play the piano. They just 
I assume I that's pers- a little bit of TV magic there. What they do is they put the sound on after. No, but so oh, so you just knew the song itself to sing. Yeah, yeah. My instrument's my voice. What's the um? I haven't laughed this hard since Auntie Mabel died. Or um, yeah, all caught on that mother caught her left, left it, it in, in the, the mangle. <laughs> we are miserable sinners. Ah, oh, souls. Yeah. yeah, that is excellent. Uh, so you don't play the piano for some reason. I mean, obviously, I saw you playing the piano in that. For some reason, I thought... Because I always had you down as all singing, all dancing, you know what I mean? Hey, all playing. But how, yeah. how much of on set were you? How long did it take? I know it's not like uh, a massive part. Right, we only did a few was... days for that. Yeah, I was in a, a few... I was in one other episode and then that that bit. But yeah, it's nice to do... Like, it had been a while since I that dipped into someone else's thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, that was quite fun, really, yeah. So when you... Because obviously... Plebs has been so successful, and your character is very much loved. But it's a big comedy role to play. Yeah. Do you do you ever think oh, I want to? You know, are you actively yeah, saying, "Can I can I get something more serious?" It's really nice to do. So that period drama that I do with with the Bean, yes, um, yeah, that is really nice to do because it's so I play Charles Dickens in that. So it's like the other end of the spectrum, like serious, yeah, quite stuff. quite opposite there. Yeah, yeah, quite quite very much the opposite. Um, and yeah, yeah, I do, I do like to do a bit more serious stuff. But then at the same time, I'm so lucky to be able to do mm. to just like make characters up and do those. Um, yeah, I, I, I just I can't knock it. I'm quite looking forward to the next. So it's because I've been like doing series that have already been going for a while. I'm quite looking for the next one that I'm where I'm, you know, making a new character and I'm, I'm developing a couple of ideas with various channels and things and um, one of them is like a, a little sketch show that I think would be really a character based sketch show which I think would be really fun because it'd be just an, an exercise in like the thing that I find the most yeah. enjoyable Glitchy there was another show of yours on ITV that showed you doing a numerous characters and you can you yeah. gives you a good range that yeah. you're very talented in that sense that you can and also the work experience context klaxon Context. Klaxon. So here is a little bit of context about the show The Work Experience that me and Ryan are about to talk about. And I shall quote the British Comedy Guide summary of the show to make it a lot easier. Set in the madness of new fashion PR agency, Grade PR, each week the show follows two ambitious interns as they embark on a week of tasks, tantrums and tears. However, unknown to them, the entire agency is fictional and the employees are a cast of actors. It's basically Devil Wears Prada meets Beatles about. Oh yeah, that was really fun. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, it was a really good idea for a show, that. I mean, it, it was such an odd... And, and so that was an improvised... Um, sort of an improvised sitcom, I suppose you'd say, um, where we were all being the characters day in day out. But because there were also real people in it, and it was in the within the real world, so it was a mock doc, mock documentary. So because of that, you had to turn up to work as the character and leave as the character, and you had to. And my character was very flamboyantly dressed. And the way he, st- he talks is like and just incredible. It's like a lot of people I know these like very highly strong individuals who are like ready to cry any moment. And it was like a really fun thing to do. But you'd have to, I'd have to turn up to work like that. So you have to get in your taxi like that in the morning. So you have to have all those clothes at, in your house. So it becomes, you, by the end of it, I was like going over to my friend's house and they were like, Do you realise you're still basically dressed as a character? <laughs> 
Yeah, it was a really nice mixture. It made a nice hybrid of things, yeah. I think it worked really well. So there's, there's a very specific skill set that I had to learn quite quickly with that, which is that when you're doing something that's a bit improvised, um, and they do a lot of different things, from from those improv character things like Ali G sort of thing to stuff like The Thick of It, they do, which is that they, they have a script of beats that they want to work from. Um, so that the beats of like the, the plot points within the episode, but then also you've got very good jokes that you definitely want to get in. And then between those beats, you've got to sort of negotiate as as a cast, even though you're in character talking, doing the scene, you've got to feel when someone wants to do a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, they, so someone might be like, they're trying to get a joke in that, that kind of works in that moment. And it feels like, when it works really well, so the people we were, they were just, it was so much fun. Um, and when it worked really well, it just felt blissful. It really did like, like, you were so intuitive about, because of the amount of time you spent together, about when someone was trying to go, I'm going to do a funny thing now, let me do this funny thing, mm-hmm. and, and then we'll go back to the script. And obviously not saying it, but you're kind of feeling your way around it. That was just fascinating. And you were con- you were convincing the people that weren't in on it that you were real and that yeah. this was all real. Yeah, yeah. It must have been like exciting and yeah, scary. Yeah, really exciting, yeah. Really exciting thing we got away with it, yeah. Did you ever slip up? Did Did anyone... Ever no. go, hold on, this is this no, is really all no no it never did. It was it was really felt like the stakes were so high that we had to make it work and I think yeah yeah, I really liked that programme. Bit of an odd one, but I mean I really liked it, yeah. I was a big fan. So your stuff that's coming up, you just filmed fourth series fourth of series Plebs. Out, so that's yeah. amazing. Fourth yeah. series, that's mm-hmm. great. Anything else you can tell us about or you can hint to? Um so we have a thing though. So I think the Frankenstein Chronicles is coming on Netflix soonish, and um, uh, what else? Um, I mean, what was the show with Sean Bean? And that's so? the Frankenstein Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, it is, that yeah. And then um, I'm sort of m- making a few things. Mm. So I've got those in the in the mix, which is quite exciting. Really, that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, Ryan Sampson. It's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Hasn't it, though? Thank you for your time. I know oh. you, you, you're going to go and enjoy your... Uh, I'm going to do a Kinscape escape room. <laughs> escape room tonight. I hope you get out. I hope I get out, because it's in Bermondsey. Mm. I found out only yesterday that I've been saying Bermondsey wrong for all this time. I've been saying Bermondsey for um, ten years of my life. Now what, I've been actually pronouncing it Bermondsey? Bermondsey. And some of them, sorry, you sound an absolute brick. Just so you know, <laughs> it's Bermondsey, not Bermondsey. I had a visit to Bermondsey. I up until recently have called Su- uh, Suffolk South Hawk. Suffolk, yeah, Suffolk yeah. South Hawk. Like say it to <laughs> What is it? Suffolk. Suffolk. South Hawk. Yeah, yeah. South Hawk. I was calling oh, it. Oh, that's a very interesting. So that and saying pancreas. Yeah. She's yeah, a classic. She's a beginner. Rookie. I'm going to round up. I'm wrapping up now. And you know, as you know, because you've listened to all my previous podcasts, I always like to have the last word. So... Oh, can I just get something? Thank oh, you. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Just, oh. So there you have it. Ryan Sampson. Really nice to chat to him. Really nice to catch up. Lovely bloke. Very talented.
Thanks again for downloading the podcast. Please rate and comment if you have the time. It's always appreciated. And stay tuned. Subscribe. I've got some good guests coming up. Um, Thomas Gray. And I also catch up with Ben Target and Pope Lonegham to talk about their care home tour. Ben Target mentioned it briefly in my first ever podcast. And now I've gone back and as they're in the middle of it all to kind of you know see what's going on what it's about very interesting project and it has a lot of backing from a lot of big names so definitely worth keeping an eye on and definitely worth listening to that podcast when it is out as i'm here i'll take this opportunity to promote the night schedule healing and that is a night of live sketch acts and video sketches it's an excellent night if you're a fan of sketch comedy that will be on the 21st of march down at the bill murray comedy club in angel and I can confirm that Emma City will be playing, Flo and Joanne, and of course our resident sketch group, Short and Curly, as well as more live acts and more video sketches. Definitely worth getting down if you can. Put it in your diary. Please add me on the sociables. I will see you next time, but until then, please never forget, seeing is skilleaving. Goodbye. Follow me on Twitter, at Matt Follow my comedy group too At Seldom Differ Comedy And you can get me on Instagram, baby Skilleave it or not, I've just talked on air And I've probably drunk my tea I've chatted the breeze in my hope that you cared Who could it have been? Skilleave it or not, it was just me Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, Good night.